With us today is uh, uh, former Congressman Peter King, and it's Sunday after Thanksgiving, and we only have about four, four or five weeks in the new year. And uh, Congressman King, how was your Thanksgiving? Did you have white meat or dark meat? John, uh, Thanksgiving dinner was great. Uh, I had white meat. Uh, I don't discriminate, but I just like the white meat better. And uh, it was uh, all, all in all, it was a great day. Uh, my son was with us, and uh, also he had a uh, young people from Sweden. He had lived with their family years ago, and he was a, an exchange student. And uh, they were in their early 20s, and they came out, and uh, they had an American Thanksgiving with us. And it was interesting just to see a European's perspective. Uh, they're from Sweden. Sweden is joining NATO. Uh, they're very supportive of the United States. And uh, I think, you know, the world is, is, is changing for the good. Now, some things uh, you and I aren't crazy about, such as... You know, the crime situation in New York and the fact that uh, people aren't coming back to work the way they should. But overall, you know, we're still the greatest country in the world, and we should always keep that in mind. And Thanksgiving is a good time to remember that. I spoke to the Governor Patterson, uh, and uh, uh, he uh, he wants to have a joint press conference maybe with uh, uh, Eric Adams because he wants everybody wants precinct tranquility in New York City, and the bail law which originally might was meant to be good against uh, people spending 30 days in jail for a loaf of bread, ended up being very bad because they... Give us your interpretation. Yeah, because I think the whole bail reform law, uh, as you said, I'm sure it was well-intended to have some abuses, but uh, what this did was it basically it allows violent people to be out in the street. I mean, if nothing else, one very basic change that should be made is judges should be allowed to uh, to hold someone uh, and uh, set bail on them if the judge believes that they are dangerous. I mean, every other, as far as I know, uh, the other 49 states all allow a judge to hold someone for what they call dangerousness. They don't allow that here now in New York. And you, you hear case after case of violent criminals being turned loose. The judge has no choice. They're out on the street, and they commit another violent crime. So, no, this has to stop. Uh, and uh, I think Governor Patterson is right. If we can do that, if they can have a news conference to show that people, whether you're Democrat or Republican, whether you're white or black, young or old, uh, you want to stand with the mayor if he's going to go out and fight crime. I know that the mayor has said a lot of good things. He is an excellent police commissioner, Keyshawn Sewell. He has made some good steps, but the fact is the bad guys are still ahead of us. And we have to, uh, if we can mobilize and show this is not a partisan issue, this is not a political issue. It's an issue to save lives here in New York, which is important, uh, you know, for peace and tranquility. It's also important to bring the economy back. It's going to be hard to get people to, you know, bring their businesses to New York if they feel the crime is out of control. I agree with you, and I said to Governor Patterson, if you're going to stand side by side with Eric Adams, if you need a few Republicans to stand next to you to show it's a joint uh, uh, discussion, maybe me and you will stand next to them too. John, I would uh, do that in a a heartbeat. I would definitely be there because this should not be a uh, political issue. It shouldn't be a partisan issue. But we do have to stop the progressive left, the woke uh, people in Albany and other places who are, you know, pushing back against the mayor. And uh, the mayor should know that if he's going to wage the fight, he will have people from both parties, all parties, and independents as well, standing with him. I I, I agree 110%. What else do you see for uh, New York uh, and our country going forward? We're going to 
Would you believe the new year is in about four, four and a half weeks? Yeah, and, you know, this has been a rough year, uh, yeah, this last one. Hopefully going forward, we will finally break loose entirely from COVID or the fear of COVID, the paranoia that set in. And listen, a lot of what had to be done in the beginning as far as masks and uh, lockdowns, I can understand why that was done early on. But it really is time to put all that behind us now and go forward. But also, I think that, as we said before, if we can get crime control, the mayor, the governor, the city council, the district attorneys, that will mean so much. And then also to you know, get education. Now, education has taken a real hit because of COVID and because of crime. And it's, uh, if we don't start educating our kids better, and if that involves having charter schools, parochial schools, whatever it takes, we have to do what we can to really improve education and make it available. And, you know, the, you know, the people with money and upper middle income people are always going to be able to get an education for their kids. The ones who suffer the most from this are the people living in the low income areas, people who uh, have crime in their neighborhoods. So the ones who suffer the most are the ones who somehow these politicians think that they're protecting them by tying the hands of the cops or putting uh, all these uh, barriers up when it comes to school. So, no, I, I, I would say that's where we have to look for jobs, education. But I was, I'm still hopeful. The spirit of New York is there. Uh, we just have to uh, revitalize it, channel it better. And, uh, you know, there's so much, so much good about a city like New York, a whole, not just the city of New York, you know, the suburbs, the surrounding area, people who are New Yorkers, uh, if we could just get ourselves organized and uh, stay on track, I, I think we can do great. And hopefully, nationally, the economy is going to come back to having Republicans in the House. At least it'll break up this uh, uh, one-party government in Washington. It may force both parties on a compromise more to get to find common ground so we can move forward. One of the biggest things that uh, Republicans are, are looking at right now is, you know, they're fighting uh, uh, elections, normal course of business, and the Re Democrats are really good at fighting in the streets. If Democrats say, if you need, you need ID to, uh, to vote, that's prejudice. I don't think it's prejudice. I think it's it's prejudice if they're saying that their people don't, don't, uh, are not smart enough to have ID. What say you? Yeah, John, you have to have ID to buy cigarettes, to buy beer. You have to have ID to drive a car. I mean, so many places you have to have ID. And somehow, you know, the most sacred right we have is the right to vote. And yet you don't need ID for that. I, mean, I was talking to someone today who actually hadn't voted in a while. But he did go in to vote, and he said nobody asked him for any ID at all. He could have been, he could have been himself. He could have been his two brothers. He could have been anyone. And uh, it makes no sense. And you know what it really adds up to, we don't know. But if there's not full faith, what you need is 100 percent faith in the system. If people don't have faith in the system, then it really that's that's what causes people to stay home. Say, you know, you know, it doesn't matter. Why should I get out and work for a candidate? If it, you know, if it doesn't matter who votes anyway. So no, I think voter ID is just basic common sense. Also, what Republicans have to do besides that is a better job with this early voting. I think early voting is really, overall, it's a bad idea. Listen, if a person's going to be out of town, if a person's sick, fine, have absentee voting. But to be mailing out ballots to people 30 days before the election, before anyone even knows what the campaign is going to be all about. And also, the idea of trying to check all these signatures as they come in, it just doesn't happen. That's, that's the reality. And, uh, uh, or, or it leads itself to what's called harvesting, where you can have a local political leader walk around a nursing home, walk around a community, 
where there's a lot of people congested together, have the ballots already filled out, and just have them sign them. It's, uh, it, it lends itself to abuse. So uh, have to be more efficient as far as getting people to vote early, if there is going to be early voting, but then to have more uh, requirements to make sure that the person voting is actually duly registered to vote, it isn't just the neighbor or maybe somebody who died a year ago. I mean, it's just uh, uh, it, it's, it, it's too much potential left for abuse. The American people have to feel confident. Otherwise, we're going to lose faith in the voting system. And, and that's, that's, you know, the, to me, the real issue here is not even so much uh, whether or not uh, votes are being stolen. I'm sure they are in some cases. But the thing is, the American people should have confidence that their vote does count. If you lose confidence, you're going to get more and more people staying home, and you're going to have less and less effective elections, and you're going to get more incompetent people elected to office. I agree 100%. Uh, Congressman King, uh, thank you uh, so much. And uh uh, keep fighting for our country. Uh, you fought for our country as a congressman for 28 years. Keep fighting for our country because our country needs us. God bless you and God bless America. Thank you. Thank you, John. You too. Thank you very much.